The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And next, we're brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head on over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. And next, we're brought to you by SoBet. SoBet, sign up today and bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. And lastly, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head on over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And speaking of download apps, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you to go download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the palm of your hand. So download it wherever it is you download apps. Hi-yo, DeGenerinos. I am back, baby to rescue the show just joking episode 89 went down uh, smashingly this is episode 90 of the mma gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast network and i am back jeff box is back i finally actually showed up for work when i uh am supposed to uh let's dedicate this episode to my associate host who had the rug pulled up from under him and had to do episode 89 by himself last minute and did a mediocre job which is all we expect from him gave out mediocre picks um, had mediocre jokes, you know, everything you expect from this podcast. So he, he filled, he filled my shoes admirably, but I'm back. So the banter is back. I know that's what brings you all here is, is the banter, not the winning picks. Um, cause it sounds like most of you are still, uh, tailing Dan for some reason. So obviously you don't care about winning picks or you would be telling the other person that's on this show. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you are listening on the dedicated feed, MMA gambling podcast feed. Um, because you get these podcasts earlier and in your ears before uh, all the smart betters drive those lines in the opposite direction of, of where we tell you to bet them. So um, let's introduce my associate host. I haven't heard him snickering yet, so he must be seething mad at all, everything I said uh, heading into this uh, heading into this introduction, or he's he's muted himself, one or the other. So um, what should we call him? Um, I don't really want to uh, call him anything. He, he's just mediocre. Oh, actually, he was good two weeks ago. Good three weeks ago, so he's he's basically he's Mr. 50, let's call him Mr. Fifty Percent because he was about fifty percent last night, and two out of the past four weeks he actually was good with his picks. So we have to find some other obscure type uh, thing for him to bet on because when it comes to Saturday night picking UFC fights, to put it uh, excuse the French, but he's the shits, plain and simple. So maybe that's what his nickname would be: the shits, Daniel Breland. <laughs> Do you know what that reminded me of? <laughs> what? Saying, saying he's the shit. Have you um have have you ever seen that uh 
Have you ever seen that tweet from Habib when he was he was shit talking Tony Ferguson? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. So I I'm almost positive I have this saved to my phone right now. Hang on. Let me let me get the exact wording here because I know uh, it's really important. So it was when it was when Tony Ferguson had been uh, he had been calling out Habib and and Habib was like it was right before Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Kevin Lee because Habib had pulled out of another fight or the tiramisu had uh, I can't remember why. So Tony Ferguson sent a whole bunch of tweets at Habib when he's got a fight with with Kevin Lee coming up. So the direct quote yeah, from Habib. Save time to do it. Yeah, right. So Habib <laughs> sends out the tweet. He says, you have a fight soon. Your opponent is very tough and most underestimated in the lightweight division. Focus on him. I wish you and your family the best, even though you look like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember that one. Yes. Yeah, but like the, the use of – the use of uh before the article yeah. uh before shit is the funniest part of that by a while. The key. And and you just told me I look like the shits. Uh, no, so, you yeah. don't look like it. You look amazing. Your yeah. your pics look like it. You you yeah, always well, look stunning. But it's but it's the use of the article that's funny. And this is yeah. why people come here too for grammatical breakdowns. Of exactly. That's what we're all about. <laughs> how about yeah. a weather report? It is. I'm looking at the window. It's a winter. It's a winter wonderland here, Dan. How about how about in your? Oh neighborhood? no, it, it's not snowing here yet. No, you guys it's, are crazy with your freaking yeah, snow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so stereotypical. I don't. I, I and it's actually it's actually sticking on the ground now. It wasn't earlier, but now it is on the ground, which is one of my best funny. friends lives in one of my best friends lives in Alaska, and he sent me a picture this weekend. He had six inches of snow this weekend where he lives. It, like how often? Insane. When, when does the snow go away? In in Alaska, I don't think yeah, ever. Right? They, don't all? they don't Where they live in igloos and shit? I think so. <laughs> That's what we do at least. So dog sled just went down past my house uh, as we speak. So, all right, but we should stop um, stop beating around the bush and and delaying Dan's uh, Dan's beating here. Because um, do you want actually you, you want to do the positive first? You want to do uh, you did pretty good with Bellator picks, right? You want you want to hit that first? And yeah, then... I went I went three and one on Bellator picks, which was good. And uh, I went I think I went uh, was I zero and one? Yeah, I was zero and one in um, LFA, okay. but I actually think that that decision was not good. Oh, here we uh, go. And, and actually, the the two I lost, both of the ones, uh, both the Bellator one and the other one, were both split decisions. So yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that, that's the worst losing the split decisions. It's the worst. I, I think I think Litton Vessel beat uh, Tyrell Fortune, so I was wrong on that pick. But uh, you know, it came up as a split decision, so it obviously was razor close too. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, I'll take three, three and two there, and one canceled fight. There's one canceled fight too. Yeah. Um, you had Astrazulus and Aaron was that? Yeah, that that, one? that was that, that was that was the one. Was that, yeah, that one got canceled. They actually okay, that was the one that was canceled, right? They actually okay. had that as the main event. When that got canceled, they I think right. they went with a straw a women's strawweight interim right. title yep. fight, like thrown together at the last second, and then the medicals on one of those fighters didn't come through. So that okay, that's why through. I got confused. Yeah, yeah so I, then it wound up the main event fight. wound up being Askar Askar, uh, and uh, yeah, with with no he he won. Oh yeah, right, he won. He won. You, and you I, I went against him. Yeah, which and I said it was funny. I said on the the podcast that I thought he would be a massive under or a massive favorite because he's got right. the UFC experience. Um, right. and I would bet Gomez. I, I thought he he was good. And uh, the lines came out. Gomez was negative three hundred. So I was like, ooh. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily if I knew that ahead of time, I'd probably bet on Askar, not uh not Gomez because uh I didn't think he was that much better, but uh. It's weird. Like I said, LFA, impossible lines to guess. Yeah. 
usually, yeah, because usually you're pretty spot on with with your picks. Uh, I think you were fairly good with uh, picking your Bellator lines. Um, you you had just you know, we everyone in the world has Cyborg winning, except maybe the severe MMA people were kind of <laughs> saying that Kavanaugh had a chance because they're Irish. She, but she didn't. She was no. she's like one of the worst challengers that Cyborg's ever seen. Yeah, her record I don't mean is to not be good. It's not good. And if you look at who she no. lost to, like they're they're the type of people who you would then worry about somebody fighting Cyborg. Yeah. Um, but I, I was I was a little surprised uh, Blenko was such a favorite against Pam Sorensen. I expected right. that to come in at, like, negative 200, and it came in negative yeah, 4. Um, so that's, yeah. that's too bad. Um, going back to Cyborg, she's still one of the fighters where I'll, I will watch her fight, no matter who she's fighting or where she's fighting, I'll, I'll watch her fights because it's still it, – maybe it reminds me of the olden days, but it's 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 an event still, watching her fight, even if it's it can. It's not like having as a can, but even if it's overmatched – Opponents, which it will be um, forever, it, yeah, forever, unless she's back in the UFC, which that didn't really. She'll never be either party. No, that they both can't stand each other. But you know, I find her fights entertaining. Maybe, uh, maybe I like watching Slaughters. I don't know, but um, I find I, her I entertaining that. too because she's so good. But right. here's the thing. Here, here's the thing I will say about that. Right, like she is so good. And and I'll watch it, but part of the reason I'll watch it too is it's going to take six minutes for me to watch it, and then I don't have to Very keep true. tuning in, right? Like it, like you have to watch her walkout. That's probably eight times longer, as long as we're being honest. Uh, yep. And and that's a little bit upsetting. Like we can't find anybody to just give her a fight. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I I watch her too every time she's on because she's bad. You watch she's everything bad. else, so I watch a lot. Yeah, I watch a lot. <laughs> But no, Kayla Harrison's gonna. They're gonna throw her. Everyone thinks Kayla Harrison can get thrown right in there and have no trouble with Cyborg. I'm. I don't know. Want to break down that fight? What do you think happens in that fight? What do you think the line would be in that fight? I, what, I side, think, what side? What side you taking? What, what do I think the line will be, or what do I think the line should be? Do both. All right. So let's start with where the line will be. The line would come in there with Cyborg at like negative three twenty-five. Um, you get really? like a plus. You think plus so? Yeah, I do. I think people really believe Kayla, people Kayla so Harrison high on her, is, is – well, I, I actually only think it will be that close because people are high on Kayla Harrison. Uh, well, there it, is a line, Dan. Sorry to interrupt, but there is a line. Is there already a line? Get out of here. There is already a line. How, Minus how, 200 how, it opened at. Okay. Okay, so I wasn't Minus that 200 plus, plus 170. Okay, so I wasn't too far off. I, I was like a minus 100 away. That's not too, yeah. too bad. I think where the line should be, and now if, you, if your book is offering this and you're one of those people who don't mind uh, having money just sit in your account that you kind of can't touch because yeah. um, that fight might not happen for a while, you know, you don't mind having open tickets. You're not one of those people who likes to you know, only bet when it's going to close out over the weekend. Go better right now. There's no reason yeah. not to bet Cyborg in that fight. Yep. If, if that's fight. Unless that, Harrison has a bunch of fights leading up to it where where she gets more experience. That, that's the only, the fight, only catch. Where, and where she can fight somebody who can box her and stop her yeah. takedown. Because I think yes. Cyborg – here's the thing. She might be huge. She might be a gold medalist at in judo, right? We've seen that before. We've seen women who are really good at judo and who have taken every schmuck down that they've fought. And when they fight somebody who's got good boxing and great range, they stop Men, Right, uh, uh, Amanda Nunes has Holly Holm, and Holly Holm beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey. And exactly. you know, I I know people are out there being like, "Well, Ronda Rousey didn't have a well-rounded game." Kayla Harrison doesn't have a well-rounded game. She's not no. some like amazing boxer. She's not great at closing distance. Like she's not like an amazing takedown artist on somebody who's got good footwork. 
nobody she's fought has had really great footwork, like an exceptional footwork. There are people she's fought who've had good enough footwork, uh, but like nobody she's fought has had anywhere near close to what Cyborg's going to do to her. And nobody she's fought can hurt her like Cyborg can. Nope. Like, at, at this point, like who's the Larissa Pacheco is like maybe <laughs> the best name she's fought. Right. Or, I mean, I, I guess it depends on how you feel about Cindy Dandwa and like the really end part of her career. Cause Cindy Dandwa way back in the day was like actually somebody you should pay attention to. But like, think about Pacheco, like, right. Like Pacheco is probably the best one. She got submitted by a strawweight Jessica Andrade in one round. One round it took Jessica Andrade to submit her, and, like, that's the best competition that Kayla Harrison has fought. You know, like, what, do you put Cyborg in there with Jessica Andrade? Like, it's, that's, that's not going to end well. <laughs> no. And she's used to being far more, uh, far bigger and more physical than her opponents, and Cyborg is another fighter who you know, has to struggle or work hard to cut down to uh, uh, what featherweight as it is. So um, it's not like she would have a huge power or strength advantage. I don't think either of us are saying that Kayla Harrison is the shits like, like Dan is, but um, <laughs> she, like, she she shouldn't be good. She should not be good already. Like she's just, and she, she's probably exceeded expectations, at least in my eyes up to this point. So um, I think I'm she just, is developing though, you know? Like, uh, yeah, oh, definitely. We're, we're, we're not here shitting on her because, like, I, I do think she's developing. She's figuring stuff out. She's getting better at things. But, like, the difference between, like, going 12-0 and against, like, Taylor Guardado and going 12-0 and against – I mean, like, even somebody like Aspen Ladd or Norma Dumont. Like, Aspen Ladd or Norma Dumont would starch the women she's fighting, right? They oh, would yeah. beat the hell out of them. Um, So, like, she's beating the hell out of them, which is good for her. But at the same time, like, yeah, like – if she if she can't fight that higher level competition that pushes her, and the first person who's gonna do it is Cyborg, <laughs> yeah, like jump on a negative two hundred line when you can. Exactly. Yeah, Harrison's another one of those fighters that is still much must watch for me at this point because I'm very interested in seeing seeing her progress. Plus, it's it's fun to see someone so dom so dominant um, dominant at the sport. So I would. Not that I ever want to follow Dana White's lead, but I would uh, tell her, uh, her being Harrison, to you know stick with PFL at least for another season. They seem to be bringing in more and more um, bigger names and more uh, challenges for her in her weight class. So just you know, f- fight some more experienced fighters, win another million bucks, and then then we can talk. We can talk about you fighting maybe what top three women's fighter of all time, maybe top two. Probably, I guess the Nunes is probably the best of all time, and then what, Cyborg? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have in that order. Nunes, yeah. Cyborg, you know, and then, most dangerous, yeah. And, and then after Nunes and Cyborg, it is like a toss-up of like you know 30 women who you could throw in there. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess yeah. I guess you should probably include Valentina Shevchenko in there yes. as well. Like she's yep. she's probably she's probably the two B to to Cyborg being the two A. Yep. So that was easy pick, Cyborg, obviously. And then, uh, yeah, the Fortune Vassal one, I think I was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, what, was the, what was the line on that? You, um, that I can't remember yeah. exactly. I, I think, I think yeah. it got bet down as the time went. More and more people were in on Vassal, which I thought was kind of surprising because I think it opened yeah. near negative 300, but it closed, I think, under negative 200 for Fortune. Um, and it wanted to be in Vessel at, like, 135. Um, but I, I think a bunch of people probably got him up or up over two, if I'm not mistaken. 
Minus 188 plus 210. Uh, fortune yeah. with the minus is where it ended. Um, yeah, it's uh, Vassal in the performance rankings I run on my site, MMA-Manifesto.com. He's the top heavyweight now after beating Fortune because Fortune was 11-1 in Bellator and had won like nine of his last 10. So uh, I got him some mega points there. So, um, And then what other? You had Arlene Blancow and then you had Aaron Pico. Pico Gazzola. Pico looked great. Yep, good scrap and another good test for him. And they're starting to rev him up again. Um you know, they they had to, uh, he, he got beat a bunch of times in a row, so they had to crank it down for him. And now they're gradually increasing uh, his his uh, his opposition, and he's passing all the tests again. Yeah. Um, and I will say, too, like, I, I'm, when you go back and look at his, how they had him fight, like, God, did he fight some dudes. Yeah. It's incredible, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, even, you know, people mocked him when he lost his, his pro debut, right? Because, you know, like he was he came in so highly touted. I think Zach Freeman was 12-0 and 0 at that time when he fought him. Like, that's incredible. That's not Bellator style at all. No. And, and it, I think it was because they were like, if he just beats his 12-0 guy, we'll, we'll, we'll have something to talk about. Or, you know, I, yeah. and, but then, like, he fought Shane Kirchin and Leandro Higo and, like, Yep. They they fed him to Henry Corrales, who wound up beating him. But like he's fought some dudes, and Justin Gonzalez was a dude too. Like he he was yep. twelve and zero too, and uh, you know with with some like big name wins too. Like he beat Taiwan Clack or uh, Claxton, and um he he won on contender series. Like that yep. that that's a tough dude to beat. So yeah, uh, good on Pico for getting back in it. Yep. All right, so that's uh, that's enough pumping Dan up because he actually did give with those picks. So, uh, and not that he did horrendous last night. No, uh, I'm a mediocre yeah, boy, baby. Mediocre <laughs> boy, but compared to me, I'm on a yeah. Well, we'll talk about my heater in a second. Let's tell you about some sponsors first of all. Uh, WinBet, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users, new users can bet $1 and win $100 in any sport. Plus you, that's you with a capital Y, you can get up to 1500 bucks as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, a WinBet will match it 200%. For example, you bet 100 they give you $200 free bet. Max wager for the match is 750 bucks. So the match at 1500 Dan and I have been pretty good at telling you what you should use your bonus money on. Um, I think we, what did we do? The last time I think we said the Suns and they covered no problem, right? I think. Well, the, the Suns, was the Suns but, but before that, I think, or after that, I, I think I gave you a Sixers pick and they won as well. Yeah. But uh, you also said how, are the Knicks actually good now? And the question is, no, they're not. Yeah, they're not actually yet. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were actually good a few weeks ago when you mentioned it, but now they're they're not actually. But they good. covered on the night that I said to pick them, though. So that's what matters. Yeah. Okay, uh, our, no. our, two, our, our two hockey teams are about to play, the Canadians and the Bruins. What do you? Well, then, then obviously put money on the Bruins. But, yeah, uh, minus 250 Bruins? <laughs> yeah, minus, minus 250 Bruins. But if you want to win more than that, uh, take, yep. the, uh, take the Denver Nuggets to beat the Mavericks on Monday night. Uh, they're getting yeah. They're getting four, so uh, I, I like Jokic more I like than that. I like I like that. Yeah, like Jokic just gonna keep it close. Yeah, yeah, and the Mavs, yeah, they, they have not built a very good team around um, around that Doncic fellow. But all right, so there you go. The, the, there's your next pick. We're 
We're giving you hockey and basketball picks and MMA picks on this show. So great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And while I'm speaking, let me tell you about PropSwap. We are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a bet you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair and then buy it. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. UFC. Vegas. 40. I have 41 right now, but it was actually 42. Um, last night, you may know it as UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. Not Rodriguez because he is not from... Not from Brazil or Portugal, for that matter. Um, all right, um, eleven fight card. We ended up with Dan was five and six, which is very mediocre, and he lost one hundred seventy four bucks. Me, on the other hand, I went seven and four, and I was up one hundred twenty five bucks. So, like, I this is thirteen weeks in a row now that I've been in the black. So I don't. I, I still feel like I. I don't know. I still feel like you. You should be doing better than me, Dan, with, with the way you break down fights, but. Apparently, I should have more faith in myself here. Well, well you, you do tail me on one or two when you see like, a nice underdog. I did this past week. I wasn't um, even okay, on the show. Okay, okay. Let me, let me ask you a question because mm-hmm. this, is, this is an important question. So what did you say you were in the, the black by this time? Uh, 125. I think I was going to take Alvarez anyway. I know that's where you're headed. That's where I'm going because uh, I, I think was, you read an article anyway. about Yoel Alvarez uh, and, and decided to pick him. Because you typically don't like guys who miss weight, but you know a show came out and an article came out on you Alvarez, and I would say I did that before you may wait. I uh, my article went up Thursday morning, so okay, okay. I wrote it. But, I wrote it Wednesday night, so yeah. No, did, I, I was on Alvarez. Notorious, a lot of people, he notoriously misses weight a lot. Yeah, though, I know. Uh, which but I know a lot of people were on him though. I, I they, like, they should have uh, been Sean, really good. <laughs> Sean Sheehan, Sean Sheehan on Severe MMA was saying how he had to like. He was questioning picking him because of the line, and I was thinking the exact same thing. Like I was gonna, I always try to make my picks before I look at the line, and then I saw the line. I'm like, hmm, am I missing something here? No, but no. Apparently, the, it wasn't. Book, I didn't expect him to knock him out. Something. <laughs> I didn't expect him to knock him out though. But he had seven inches of reach, so I guess it wasn't. And he's got better striking stats across the board, so I guess it isn't a huge surprise. But he's not really a knockout knockout dude. I think you and I both expected him to catch him in a submission when they were grappling. Yeah, I thought a, a bad sprawl, or to be honest, I, I think I said this on the show too, I, I think I had Alvarez by decision, just thinking Moises wouldn't be able to get him down or would get threatened too much and feel like he's doing all right on the feet, but he wasn't doing all right on the feet. Because um, yeah. I, I thought Alvarez would be the better striker for sure, and he he really was. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not that we should have started with you all Alvarez, but I'm just right. saying. Sometimes you plus two hundred. We have to tail me on picks like that. <laughs> exactly. Plus two hundred. We we got to jump all over that. Um. So what's what four straight wins for him? Well, what to make of him? It's hard with him missing weight so badly all the time. Like he's gonna have to maybe go to welterweight if he can't get this under control. Yeah. He he. It, this was less of a miss than his last one too. Against Yakolev, he missed. Um. 
he missed by five pounds, I want to say. I think he was almost 160. And, and the interesting thing for me about Alvarez, too, did he also miss weight once? Did he also miss weight once and have the fight canceled? Am I thinking Maybe. I'll have to check. I'm getting oh, Wikipedia. Capology would know that crap. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. They have canceled stuff. Yep. Uh, nope, never mind. That was a uh, visa issue was the last one that got canceled. So, yeah. no, he, he's never had it canceled for that, but he has missed a couple of times and a couple of times in a row. He yeah. is huge for that division. Yeah. But is he big enough for 170? Oh, God, I don't know. I just hope, like, he either figures it out or gets that shit in check because, my God, he is a talented one. And it's all finishes, too. I, I, I was uh, – I, I – Oh, totally overlooked that part. He's won four straight fights via finish. TKO punches, submission guillotine chokes, submission armbar, and TKO elbows and punches last night slash afternoon. So, um, yeah, we jumped right into the the prelim part because we both had a plus 200 dog in that. All right, let's, let's go to the main event. Pretty much it was the fight we expected, and it was the outcome we expected, and it was the outcome the minus 700 line made it look like it was the outcome that the, uh, the books expected. Um, Max Holloway looked great. Yara Rodriguez looked super tough and dangerous. And I don't know if there's much else really to say. We won fourteen twenty nine on that on our hundred dollar bet. Yeah, I, I am curious, uh, and I guess I just didn't watch it close enough, thinking about scoring because it just seemed like Max was obviously winning. Uh, right. And then when they read the scorecards, I was like, wait a second, did Yaya win two rounds? Because like maybe he did, I guess, but like. I don't know. Like, when I was watching that, I was like, maybe Yair eked out a round, but I I almost thought it must have been 30 or 50 45. Um, but again, this was me not watching super closely, uh, but I think I, I thought this was way too, too close, uh, in terms of what yeah. the scorecard looked like. Yeah, I was, I, I was watching the exact same way. I, well, I think I was I was judging him more on on damage, which I think is what they're supposed to do anyhow. And he mm-hmm. uh, Holloway can eat uh, everything thrown his way so so well, and Rodriguez tends to get busted up a lot. So yeah, I, I thought um, it wasn't even close, but actually, you know, it was it was very close. Like um, Rodriguez was one fight away, which means he probably was like one key moment in one round away from from actually winning that fight. So. At, yeah, least, or is, at least getting a split decision, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Although it's it's weird, too. I, I just pulled up the scorecard. So everybody gave him the fifth round, which I, I think I yep. get, too. Um, but then one judge gave him the second, and one judge gave him the first, uh, right, which yep. doesn't feel right to me. But um, I think I more agree with the Sal Diamato scorecard of Holloway, 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 and then maybe Rodriguez in the last one. Yeah. Um, not like uh, Hopefully Rodriguez can – get more uh, active than sitting on the sidelines for two or three years. Uh, hopefully they can get him some fights and not against the very, very top of the division every time. So he, so he's in these massive battles um, and kind of maybe build him back up again. I, they probably won't do that. And he was, he was technically cut by them because he, he, he dared to, to pass on a fight or um, have issue with his contract or something, which, which is never a good thing. So they may just keep feeding him, killers but um i like to see him built up properly because he's one of the top of the division maybe he's not the very very you, you could argue he's probably 
could be the third best fighter in the division, but his record probably doesn't show it now because he's he lost to Edgar, now he lost to Holloway, and he got a draw with with Stevens, and he's not been in the cage often enough. Yeah, and there, there's because he's not been in the cage too. There's so many good fights at the top of that division for him. Yeah, right, like him and Ortega, or you know. If Zabit is actually not retired like, you know, he's rumored to be right now, that would be a great, great fight. I'd run him back with Korean Zombie. I think that's a fun fight. Like, you know, he hasn't fought guys like Cater, Arnold Allen, or Josh Emmett, or Giga Chikaze because, like, they weren't in the top of the division when he got here. So, like, all of those guys, too. Edson Barboza would be a fun-ass fight. Like, uh, yeah, like, it, it would be nice to see him stay active because there are so many fresh and good matchups for him there. Do you see him clearly losing to anyone other than Holloway and, and uh, the champ? Yeah, Giga. Giga to kill him. You think him. so? Yeah. Yeah, Giga to kill him. Um, oh, he would kill I, him, would he? I, I think Giga would be an awful matchup for him because he's just a better striker. The other thing, too, is, and I think people forget this about Yair, I do not necessarily trust Yair against somebody who would regularly wrestle. Um, oh, that's true. Which, uh, granted, at the top, he, he's, he's lucky that at the top of Featherweight, there aren't a lot of them, right? Like, Volkanovski, that's not how he goes. Holloway didn't shoot any takedowns. Ortega doesn't – I mean, like, he's got good submissions, but he doesn't shoot too many takedowns. Chan Sung Jung, he already fought. Cater doesn't fight to shoot too many takedowns. I guess maybe Arnold Allen and Josh Emmett kind of do, or Dan Ige. But, like, the, the division's not filled with guys who would do that to him. But, like, if you go down the line and find people like, you know, Bryce Mitchell or Movsar Evloev or – uh, Elia Topuria, I think he would find bad matchups in some of the stylistic there because, like, Frankie Edgar took him down and beat the snot out of him, like, beat yeah. him badly. Um, and I think people forget that. And since then, the only other person who could take him down since then uh, was Jeremy Stevens, who did so fairly regularly in that fight, so much so that I was in the arena for that fight, and people booed the decision because they thought Jeremy Stevens won on takedowns. Um, so like, yes, I, I think he's good, but I'm not ready to say like, he's going to beat everybody in the division, not named Max Holloway or, or Volkanovski. Yep. Keep rolling them out there and we'll see though. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they do. <laughs> yep. And that was Finley fight of the night, which, um, most people in my pick and contest to run on MMA manifesto predicted, um, that I was kind of a no brainer pick. And it was actually one of the – there's only two fights that went to the decision um, last night. It was a very – I was going to say quick event, but but we did have a couple of third-round finishes, uh, which you, you rarely see. Um, but we had a lot of early stuff. Like the next fight, for instance, which we both got wrong, heavyweight. Marcos Rogero de Lima won a very sloppy slugfest in 32 seconds against Ben Rothwell. He TKO'd him multiple times. Um Okay, what, before we get in, into that, what are we going to do with Herb Dean, Dan? Get him out of there, man. That was his yeah. most – that was his, his worst, his worst uh, gaffe yet. Yo, the, so they the, – and I'm sure I've said this before. So, like, if this sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, then I'm just going to beat it one more time. So here's my problem is that, like, you you have judges in the past who you've said – they let fights go too long. I, I think you probably remember that one where uh, Daniel Rodriguez beat uh, Dwight, the body snatcher, Grant, who, like, stunned him in, uh, I think it was Chris Tyone, just kind of let it go. Uh, and eventually Daniel Rodriguez, like, found his wits, and Dwight Grant was unconscious based on just pure exhaustion. And so he popped him on the face once and, and won. So, like, and there was another Chris Tyone one, like, right back to back. And he, it was a late stoppage. You got other guys who've gone in there and have done 
had really disgustingly early stoppages. The problem with Herb Dean is he do, he's not even sure he wants to stop it. You know what I mean? Like, he runs in, makes contact with fighters, and then gets out of dodge. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, if you're going to run in and you're going to touch somebody, it's over. And you just need yes. to have that conviction. And if you don't have that conviction, you shouldn't be in there protecting fighters, right? Like, because that's the goal, right, is to protect the fighters. And, like, you can work on things if you're being too late or too early. But if you don't believe in yourself, you, you don't believe that you have good enough judgment to decide when this stops, you shouldn't be in there. This is not a new thing with him. This has been a few years of, of this happening with him. So they seem to almost be – the commission seems to almost be pushing back and, like, giving him – more high profile spots than maybe he would have, he would have got. Um, but yeah, that he didn't stop the fight last night. Uh, Delima stopped the fight. Delima yeah. turned around and asked him if the fight's over. And he's like, yeah, okay. The fight's over. Yeah. It's, it was bad. Um, yeah. but as far as the pick goes, uh, on another note, heavyweight MMA, yeah. that's what we're going to write it yeah, off. Exactly. Uh, that fight goes um, 30 more yeah. seconds. Who knows what happens? <laughs> so can we start fading Rothwell though at this point? Um, I, I, I don't I know. I wanted to start fading him already, but yeah, the last time the last time I faded him really hard, he uh, he kicked Stefan Struve in the ball sack three times and tired him out that way. So who knows? He could just go in with works. the right game plan. So yeah, <laughs> that was my lock pick. So I took a, a lock on the chin. Um, it was minus one fifty five. So now I'm down hundred about one hundred twenty bucks on my locks. So I'm at nineteen and eleven. Dan had that one too, but not as a lock. So um, next, moving on. Uh, Women's featherweight. Felicia Spencer was a dog in there. She just did not let up on Leah Letson. Um, most of it was was clinching against the cage and not really not really stalling clinching. She was battering her the whole time uh, for a few moments on on the canvas also. But yeah, uh, Felicia Spencer did what she had to do to win, and she ended up winning via TKO with some punches. And she had vicious elbows before that. So with only about thirty. Five seconds left in the fight. She uh, she finished off Leah Letson. I, I was impressed in how good her wrestling was. It, it looked yep. better than it has in a really long time. And, and I took Letson in this fight sort of on the premise that, like, if this stayed at distance on the feet, I'd favor Leah Letson, and I still right. do in that fight, right? Like, it, I don't I don't think there's yep. any reason not to not to favor her in a stand up fight. But you know, props to to Felicia Spencer for making it not that. Yep. So Dan got that wrong because he read the fight. Well, I, I with the plus two forty, you're you're on a wing and a prayer basically. You're, you're yeah. hoping you're hoping the fight ended up being a distance fight and it wasn't. So no shame in the game, but I had Spencer. Haha. Next fight pretty much went the way we expected. Maybe it lasted longer than we expected. Chaos Williams TKO'd Miguel Baeza, but both men had their moments where they almost TKO'd the other. I had Baeza, so. I lost on that one. Dan had Williams. He got plus 112, but um, I don't think we really learned too much about either guy in that fight. It was they pretty much fought the way we expect from the fight. Yeah, I mean, I think we're slowly learning that, like, Chaos Williams is not just, like, a big, fiery puncher early on in the fight. Like, he, he can he can go the distance, which is pretty right. impressive. Um because, like, I, I think early in his career, at, right after he knocked out Alex Morano and, and Abdul Razak al-Hassan, which he did back-to-back in less than a minute total, um, and then he got out-grappled by Michelle Pereira and looked tired doing it, I think people kind of just said, like, oh, he's just a power puncher early in fights and he's shit otherwise. And I think he's doing a good job of showing us that he's not that. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad 
that he didn't immediately knock Miguel Baeza out because he is showing that like there is some depth to what he's doing on the feet, even if his defense isn't perfect. Um, he is slowly figuring things out, and I'm I'm pretty damn impressed by him. He's also one of those yep. those welterweights, and the welterweight division is full of these guys. Going to be in a fun fight every single time. Like the dude does yep. is not. It's like him, Pereira, uh, used to be Mike Perry. Uh, I, I mean like. Nico Price, uh, Tim Means. uh, I mean, you could still throw Matt Brown in there. Like, God, welterweight has got, like, those fringe top 15 guys are so fun. You got her. Uh, So I got the one wrong. We got the next one right. Bantamweight, Song Yadong, minus 145. Uh, Both hit that one. He won via TKO head kick and punches in the second round, minute 35, over Julio Arce. Time, so that's basically seven and one. Uh, in the UFC for Yadong, and he's gone too straight. In my performance rankings, he's moved up to fourth now, and he's not even ranked in the UFC uh, official rankings. So he, the only people I have him behind based on based on uh, the opponents he's beaten and how he's beaten them, the only people he's behind are is uh, Sterling, Dillashaw, and Yan. So I think it's time we get this, a number beside this guy's name in the official rankings and we get him a top-shelf opponent. So he's had a number in front of his name a couple of times, but I'll say this. He does have a loss to Kyler Phillips that looked real yep. bad. His, his only his, loss, though, that's the thing. His draw with Cody Stamen really should have been a loss. Like, th- that one really should have been a loss. Um, the split decision to Casey Kenny, you know, like, if you just look at his resume, it's like, I mean, like, I guess the win against Marlon Vera winds up looking the best, but, like, ultimately it like doesn't look like he has a whole bunch of wins. And of course, you know, you have to get a good opponent in order to beat a good opponent. So like, it'd be nice if they put him in there with somebody, but I, I don't know. He, he I think he, th- this fight probably helps him because it was an exciting finish, but his like right. kind of boring ass style, I think is like stymied him getting any kind of meaningful fight. And like I said, the fact that I'm pretty sure he lost to Cody Stamen and Kyler Phillips who are not really, like, super elite-sounding names. Plus, that's that's Dan for you with the revisionist history. But and I, well, I like Song Yudong, <laughs> and I picked him to win, but at the same time, like, yep, you, have to, like, you have to, like, point out, like, eh, he's pr- pr- probably not got much going on there. So in the main card, we both went three and two. You actually end up more money on the main, uh, uh, up on, on the money score in the main card, so you have the plus 112 dog, so... Let's see how let's see how you, how you did in the prelims, Dan. Maybe you did better than me last night. <laughs> no, maybe not. No, First maybe of all, not. maybe not. Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new, It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's got a slick app. It's fun to use. And one of the reasons we do uh, love we love playing here at SGPN is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Solely free to play. Download today on the iPhone or Android. You can check them out at bettorfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's bettorfantasy.com slash SGPN. Also, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. PricePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PricePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. PricePix offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. 
of your users that deposit and use your promo code, which would be SGP. So all of our listeners that use SGP will receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's promo code SGP. Here's how it works. You pick player, you pick two to five players and the over and under on the projections. And if you hit it, you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And basically, it's just you versus the projected number. Price fix allows mixed sport entries. So you can take the over on a LeBron uh, prop combined with the under on a Mahomes prop on the same entry. Uh, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right. We already did Joel, Joel Alvarez. Everyone seems to be calling him Joel still. Um, he got probably the biggest win of his career ever, Tiago Moises, and won us plus $200. 200 uh, bets. Uh, so we hit that one. I hit my next underdog also. I had Andrea Lee at plus money, plus 100. Dan had Cynthia Calvillo. Lee won TKO corner stoppage, which is very rare to see after the second round. Um, yeah, this is a very big win for Lee. That's two wins in a row for her after, I think she lost three straight before that. Yeah, she had, she had lost three straight. Yeah. yeah, she was in trouble, but this vaults uh, flyweight women's flyweight is not a very deep division, and they're always looking for new uh, fresh meat to to feed to the champion uh, Shevchenko. So this vaults her way up up there. She's probably one fight away from a title shot, depending on on how she looks in the next fight if she wins decisively again. Uh, who I'm not. Sure. I don't think I don't think she's good, but I don't I'm think not. She's sure. that good. She's okay, I, but I mean, like she would have to be somebody pretty substantial in her next fight um, because you got to remember. She has losses to all of those women in front of her, and now with some of the women behind her, right? Like, she yeah. lost to Lauren Murphy. She lost to Joanne Calderwood. She she lost to Roxanne Matafari. Lauren Murphy, Lauren Murphy. But, but Rock, you're, you're, naming, you're just naming all your favorites. Lauren Murphy, Roxanne but, but my point is that, like, they're my favorites because they're, like, not actually – I mean, they're good. They're not, yeah. like, world beaters, and they beat her soundly. Um, like, yeah. she she couldn't compete with their physicality. Throwing her in there with Valentina Shevchenko would be a sacrifice in, like, the most brutal way. And I get that there are not a lot of challengers for Valentina Shevchenko right now. But, like, granted, Andrea Lee picking up a stoppage is very nice. I don't think she's one away. I think she's a lot more than one away. I don't know. I, I don't think she deserves it or is going to gonna have any chance against Shevchenko. I'm just saying. It, it comes down to timing. But, anyhow, she looked good. Uh, what are we doing about – Calvillo, that's what three straight losses for her. Uh, she's 34 years old, which is kind of surprising. Uh, they matched that in severe MMA this morning, and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have thought she was that yeah, old. I, she's not like, not like she's a she's a young up and comer, and she hasn't seemed to progress very much at all. Um, the 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 worry for me here is that like it now seems like the move up to flyweight was uh, yep. problematic, right? Like it, yep. it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be working. Like nope. she doesn't seem to belong up there, and like the move to flyweight was like sort of the move to like jumpstart her career because she had she had missed weight you know like I think twice down at straw weight and didn't really feel like she could you know maintain her weight there and stuff like that but like like there, there's so many issues with her up there um yeah like physicality wise distance wise like she's not a particularly tall or long fighter like she got a 64 inch reach which is five foot four which is actually her height too which is 
So she's she's got a very short reach for somebody in that division. Yeah. And now, you know, being 34, thinking about her going back down a weight, man, like you've got to imagine that would be hell on her. So yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seems weird to think that the UFC might just cut her loose, but the UFC might just cut her loose at this point. <laughs> yeah, you never, yeah, uh, I, you can see that three straight losses usually is is uh, grounds for, for termination. Two straight fights uh, losses sometimes is also. So uh, Andrea Lee got the bonus for that, which I'm sure she was happy about, 50 grand in her bank account. Um, next fight we both got right. This was Dan's lock, Sean Woodson. Uh, featherweight used his insane size and length to TKO punches to the body, which is fun to see. Um, four and a half minutes into the fight over Colin Anglin. Um, yeah, Woodson pretty much fought the way that Woodson, Woodson fights. Should, fight, should fight, yeah. Yeah, should fight to win, and we, we hit minus 325. I don't know if there's much else to say about that. No, he's fighting a, a guy who has trouble getting on the inside of long fight strikers. Um, yep. To, you know, what fought, happened. And he, but he's a long striker. So, <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, and Chaos Williams also got the bonus. Sorry, earlier on. So Williams and Lee, and then Holloway and Rodriguez were all the bonus winners. Um, next fight. This was this was a bummer for us, Dan. Uh, Liana Jojua. First, she missed weight, and then she got pieced apart, uh, picked apart on the feet, um, which is not something we would expected was going to happen over Courtney Casey outboxing her, but that's what happened for three straight rounds. That was uh, disappointing. Um, that was one of her dogs, plus 175, and yeah, it, it could not have been more wrong. How, how did we screw up on this one, Dan? We screwed up because we thought Leanna Jojo would would shoot takedowns with some sort yeah. of regularity, or at least I did. Yeah. Like the, the Yeah, that's what we were banking on. She, she shot three and scored on two of them. And, and like, yep. not for anything – she she didn't get a ton of cop control time, right? She only held her down for a minute and a half or so. But, like, if she had just used that more regularly, I think it would have also opened up her striking. Um, And, and if you go back and listen to the breakdown I did, I'm almost positive one of the things I said was, like, she just needs to regularly shoot takedowns and she'll be fine. Um, And she didn't. She just, like, she had success and was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to box her. Uh, and, like, she got outboxed by Miranda Maverick, who's also not a boxer. So, like... I I was just disappointed in the game plan because uh, Jojo, I think, would have had an easy time had she decided to box or uh, decided to wrestle, rather. Yep. Um, yeah, we she could be in trouble also. That's, what, two straight losses, three, two straight losses, and she's one and three now in the UFC, so that's not not looking so hot for her. Uh, she's I think young, her being so. 20, 26 and from Georgia yep. helps because they, they yep. seem to like what they're tapping into in Georgia. Yeah, home of the Atlanta Braves, World Series champions. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, same joke. Yeah, and Courtney Casey, she needed that win, and she got it, so good for her. Um, good for her making us lose. All right, so we got that one wrong because Jojua did not game plan, game plan properly. That's what we're blaming that one on. We got Mark D. Casey wrong, minus 190 in the next fight. Uh, yeah, things didn't start off so hot for us. He got submission, guillotine choked over Rafael Alves. Seemed to be a lot of bad blood between these two. I, I don't really know any backstory about uh, about that, but Casey did not look good in his return, Dan. He got rocked, nope. uh, stunned on his feet, and then choked out. So how do we screw up here? We we thought Casey would be how he looked a little, like. A little, little sharper, a yeah. little, sharper, little yeah. less ring rust. Um, yeah. You know, Alves, I, I did say I thought Alves is super explosive, yeah. uh, really powerful, and pretty much all we needed was Dia Casey to drag him deep into a fight because he wrestles quite a bit and he, you know, 
Alves has those those like big explosive movements all the time that would just tire him out. Um, and we saw Demiris Magulov pretty much do that to him. It's like take him into deep waters and, and win a decision there. Kind of thought Dia Casey would do the same thing, and instead Dia Casey just uh, he got smacked by the dude who is the explosive power puncher. So yeah, yeah, not uh, Dia Casey was he, he's he's a bit of a disappointment. He was one of those guys who came in with a lot of hype. He was on Top Turtle back in the day, right? Way back in the day, yeah. Way yeah. back, and now, yeah, it hasn't really gone according to schedule for him. Um, what's his record now in the UFC? He's what? He's five and five now, so we lost two straight, so not so hot. Um, all right, and then the opener. I got the opener right. Uh, da on Jong T- uh, KO'd. Actually, this wasn't one of the rare uh, KOs. Not a TKO on this card. Uh, elbows over Kennedy ends the Chukwu. Took him three minutes and four seconds first round. Both guys were quite tentative on the feet until Zhang started um, finding his range and pieced him up, and I got minus 125 on that, and Dan lost even money bet on that. So tell me how you screwed up there, Dan. It's surprising to me that that Zhang had the power to put him away. Um, yeah. It's like – it is shocking to me that Daun Zhang is the one who put him away when you consider that he went in there, let Danilo, Danilo Marquez take his back and nearly choke him out. Had a good enough defensive jiu-jitsu to deal with that. Fought Carlos Alberg, who is an incredible kickboxer, took 800 punches to the face and had enough chin to take that. But for some reason, Daun Jung was the one who he couldn't uh, take it from, which is, it seems weird that that's the guy who did him in. Because, um, you know, I wouldn't think he's a better power puncher than Carlos Alberg. But, uh, I mean, I guess... Elbows hurt more. Um, maybe that's yeah. Maybe, maybe this is maybe this is uh, he's accumulating damage over over all those fights you're talking. It could about be now. that too, for sure. Yeah. So what uh, what do we think of Jung now? He's four zero one in the UFC. Uh, pretty uh, pretty easy, not easy division, but but not uh, light heavyweight. It's not a stacked division by any means. So what are your thoughts on him? So I would be more excited. However, you mentioned four zero and one. Do you want to go ahead and read me off who that draw is against? <laughs> if I well, oh, who the draw was against. So you want the one, the one um, blemish on this record. All right, fine, Dan. I'll play your game. Um, he won the contender series, and then he lost to Paul Craig in his debut, which is a tough debut. Uh, beat Darko Stosic, who who isn't in the UFC anymore, I don't think. Right? Um, beat Carlos Alberg. Is he still in the UFC? Yeah, he's still around. Oh, you're, you're he, reading the two. Oh, reading the yeah, I'm sorry. I'm reading, reading yes, the yes, Chukas yes. record. I was like, I don't All remember right, him fighting Darko Stoic, but <laughs> <laughs> It's true. All right. Um, Kedis Ibrigimov. Ibrigimov, he uh, submitted him. He's not in the UFC anymore, is he? No, he was terrible. He beat uh, KO'd Mike Slow Rodriguez. He just got cut, right? He did. Yes. Uh, he drew with Sam Alvey. Yeah, he, I remember drew, that now. he drew with Sam <laughs> Alvey, Jeff. And then he, he beat William Knight and beat Kennedy and Sanchuku. So not not the greatest round. In, in in Sam Alvey's last seven fights, he's 0-6 in one yes, draw. That's the one. The that's draw the one. is Daun Jung. So if you're telling me, you know, go buy stock in Daun Jung, I'm going to pump the brakes just a little bit on that. Because, oh. yes, impressive win. He's now beat Zuchuku and William Knight back-to-back. Um, but uh, two out of his four UFC wins are no longer with the UFC, and he has drawn Sam Elvey. So uh, not not uh, sold on him yet. All right, Dan, answer the question there um, by making me read a bunch of things. Off the <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to read a few more things for you. I'm going to read you about Sobat. 
says, when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches, definitely. Tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text. QR codes and links among other methods, as I struggle to read. No money is transacted on the app, and it's purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's so, S-O-B-E-T dot I-O today to join the revolution. And if you haven't already and you're downloading apps, SGPN, we have an app. It's now live in the App Store and Google Play. We'll give you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. You can get reminders and notifications and all that fun stuff. Don't, and if you could give us a glowing app review, because we deserve it, that would be much appreciated. All right, so there's nothing really, other than next week's UFC, there's nothing else worth, well, there's always something worth betting on, but there's nothing else we're really going to handicap, is there? There's no real regional or Bellator or anything like that. I think the next, the other, only other thing worth mentioning might be Ryzen. Nothing else, really? Well, and, and the, the Ryzen for me is really like a one-fight card. Like, no offense to yeah. all the other ones, but it's like King Reyna is fighting, and uh, she's always kind of fun to watch. But um, CFFC's taking place on Friday. Um, yeah. when, when you mentioned you didn't think there was too much. I looked, and CFFC's going, but it, it is kind of a down card for them, too. Um, yeah. You know, they, they got a bantamweight title fight between DeMond Blackshear, who you might remember from... Uh, is he contender series? Yeah, he was a contender series guy, I want to say. If not, he fought in, like, Bellator and CES and other organizations that I'm familiar with. Um, but, like, he, he's a he's a decent name in the, the regional circuit, and he's pretty damn good. Um, but, like, he's also lost to guys who are going to keep him out of the UFC. And he's fighting a 5-0 dude in the main event, DeAndre Anderson. So, like, not a real impressive main event. DeAndre Anderson is, like, more of a boxer than anything else. And then there's a couple other, like, 5-0 and and 3-0 and guys. There's a guy, Wade Johnson, who's 11-2, and who we haven't seen in four and a half years. So, like, not just, like, not a lot of big names for a CFSC card. So, yeah, not a lot going on this weekend other than um, Ketwin Vieta versus Misha Tate. Yes. Can you bet on CFFC anywhere? I, wide? I think, Have I, you found it anywhere? I think sometimes it shows up, but usually not until, like, the night before. Um, so you're not going to see any consensus lines. And, okay. you know, like I, I, I probably wouldn't just, like, handicap this blindly and then go look for the lines. I'd probably wait until the lines came out and see if there was something that was like, oh, that yeah. seems way off and, and cherry pick it. But especially on this card where there's just, like, not a lot of people you've ever heard of. Um, with the, the exception of the main event, uh, I'd probably just, you know, it's it's on there on Friday night if you're looking for some fights to watch. But, uh, yeah, as far as the gambling side of things, probably not too helpful. Maybe if you hit Dan up in our Slack channel um, come Friday, maybe he'll have a bet for you. Who knows? Who's to say? But uh, SGPN Slack is is the place to be, people. New people are popping up in the fight channel there all the time, which is which is good to see. Uh, as Dan mentioned, UFC will be Vieira versus Tate. Uh, it would be Ketland, 
Vera and Misha Tate. That is next Saturday from the UFC Apex, another fight night card. Um, maybe not packed with massive names, but it, it is a pretty – it's got a lot of fun-looking fights on it. we got Vera versus Tate. Um, probably the, the most exciting one would be the co-main event, uh, Michael Chiesa versus Sean Brady. Would you not say? Yeah, that one's really or most fun. interesting, at least. I, I and and definitely the most, yeah, the most uh, the most impactful fight is that one. But I would also yep. say I'm I'm really interested in uh, Joanne Wood. Um, no more Wood Potterwood. Potterwood Wood. Yeah, I wish it was hyphenated, but it is just Joanne Wood now. <laughs> um, so Joanne Calderwood or Wood Nay Calderwood. Um, it's fighting Talia Santos, uh, right. who has just looked exceptional lately. So another big step up for her. Um, that baby could be a number contender fight, also, right? Yeah, like I'm, she, I'm always she, I'm always trying to find people for Shevchenko. It sounds like she, in the she's podcast. closer. Okay. She's way yeah. closer than Andrea Lee. She would eat yeah, Andrea yeah. Lee for breakfast. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, Talia Santos, uh, Joanne Wood, um, plus yeah. Davy Grant, Adrian Yanez should be fun. Right. Terrence McKinney, Ferris Zayn should be uh, bonkers too because they're both. Crazy fun strikers. Um, of course, Terrence McKinney is in his. I think this is his fifth fight this year. Um, maybe it's like a UFC fight, right? It might be his sixth fight this year. Really? Um, if I'm not mistaken, hang on. Let me get this. This is always makes for good radio. Um, yeah, like about, let's, he the fight is, right before that too. This will be his. Mm. This will be his fifth fight this year. That's wild. Um, he's it's already a UFC fight, right? He's already four and zero. Yeah, he won an SHP, whatever that organization is. Uh, he had a pair of wins in LFA, and now he'll have a pair of fights in the UFC. And get this, total fight time right now, after all of that, is under two minutes. Currently, he has been <laughs> in the, the cage for less than two minutes, uh, and he's stepping into his fifth fight. So, uh, yeah, you don't blink when Terrence McKinney's in there. And did uh, I thought you were going to mention Luma Lukbumi versus Lupi Gardinas? That should be an interesting matchup as well. It should because uh, especially after so this will be Lupita Gardinas' third fight in a month, yep. um, which is crazy. And yep. as we saw with her, like real interesting play between can she wrestle, can she not wrestle, right? Because we yep. saw her at strawweight easily wrestle and dominate and armbar Silvana Gomez Juarez. Then she moved up to flyweight for the next one. Couldn't deal with the length, power, tie striking of Luana Carolina. Now she gets somebody who's almost like a hybrid. She's very small. Lumalupume is, yeah. you know, naturally an atom weight. She used to make 105. Yeah. But she has that same style as Luana Carolina. So it's a very interesting fight from a stylistic standpoint, um, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking this card as I as I look over it. Um, got a lot of interesting fights and some some actually meaningful stuff, but... Interesting to see if Misha Tate is is actually officially back and um, is is a top contender in the division or not. Um, so yeah, that, we will be breaking that down on Wednesday when we are back Wednesday night slash Thursday morning whenever you listen to it. Um, I, I see there's a rumor that Hamzat Shemayev is going to fight Gilbert Burns. Did you see that, Dan? I had not seen that. I know he was no, pushing. It's just a rumor run. at this point. I knew he was pushing for a fight. I knew um, Burns always seems to be pushing for a fight, so it, it certainly makes sense. Um, I mean, like, Leon Edwards definitely just priced himself out of a title shot if uh, Kamzat were to beat Gilbert Burns. Cause yeah, Leon doubt... Edwards is getting screwed over again. Like, uh, but, so you can say that, right? Like, you can yeah. say he's getting he's screwed over, right? Also. But, but, right, like, 
they if they offered you any of those opponents, because I guarantee Gilbert Burns would have fought him uh, on the same date that Jorge Masvidal was supposed to, right? There's no yeah. doubt in my mind Gilbert Burns would have fought him. But he decided not to take that fight, right? Like, he decided he did not want to fight Gilbert Burns on that date, and he would just wait for a title shot. I'm guaranteeing he gets overlooked because of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there. If if this burns, like I said, is just a, a rumor at this point. If this burns, uh, Jimmy have fight happens. I think they were looking to do it like on the pay per view at the end uh, next month. They're basically fast tracking Jimmy uh, to a, a title shot because if he beats Burns, then then I would say he's definitely next up. Yeah, I, I would say I would say a thousand percent if he beats Burns, and I would also say this. Tell tell me I'm wrong. If Burns were to beat Kamzat Chemaev, is he not ahead of Leon Edwards, too? Probably. <laughs> I think everyone is Leon Edwards. Yeah. He, um, he's, he's, he's really good. He's yes. a really good fighter. And I don't mean to shit on him like this, but, like, dude, like, it, when, when Jorge Masvidal backs out of a fight, you can't just say, cool, I'll wait and just pretend this was a win. That's what he did last, last time, too, a few years that, ago, that, right? That, that's what he did when he when Gilbert Burns got his first title shot. Right, yes, Gilbert yes. Burns wound up with that title shot instead. And, like, you can't just be like, that's fine. I'll just count this as a win because it turns out you don't get to decide that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this isn't like this isn't like a, a, a playground brawl where when the other guy doesn't show up, you get to tell your friends you won. Yeah, like, exactly. it, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> All right. So, Jimmy F. Burns, give me a line. Tell me – who you're picking and what you're betting go on this so, pretend fight, man. If, if this had a line, I, I got to imagine Shemaev is going to be a huge favorite, right? Yeah. Right, like he, he negative three hundred, negative three hundred, negative two twenty or plus two twenty five, maybe on the return. It, and again, I, I will continue to be wrong on Kamzat fights all the time. I've picked against him. I didn't pick against him with with Li Jingliang, but I've picked against him before, like with Gerald Mearshart and shit, because I was just like. He shouldn't be a negative 800 favorite until I've seen more. And I, I sort of feel the same way against Gilbert Burns. Like, he shouldn't be a massive favorite over Gilbert Burns until I've seen him fight anybody with a quarter of the skill of Gilbert Burns, right? Like, what would Gilbert Burns do to, to Li Jingliang? Probably the same shit, right? Like, he would yeah. probably beat the hell out of him, too. So, like, to just automatically assume Kamzat's going to kill him? Yeah, I don't know about that, uh, especially because... Man, like, Burns cracks, too, on the feet. You know, we saw him crack Usman a couple of times. I mean, like, he he yeah. gave Usman a pretty damn good first round. Uh, and here we are probably talking about him being a massive underdog to a guy who just came off of a fight with Li Jing Liang. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that's probably where it's at. And as far as picking somebody, I, I don't have any clue. Like, I, I – I, Kamzat is so hard to cap right now. Yep, I have a feeling he's going to be a guy. He, he may end up being champion before we actually realize that he really is <laughs> up up to the uh, the hype being thrown his way. Because um, yeah, it's like moving so he, fast. It's just moving yeah, so fast. Exactly. Like uh, he he could be champion, and I could still not be sure he's good. Yep, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. But I'm I'm running out of words again because we're at the end of the podcast. So um, yeah, we'll be back Wednesday. Um, we won't be talking. Well, we, maybe we'll be talking about Chimaev. Who knows? Uh, we will be talking about Vieira versus Tate for sure. And I'll I'll give you winning picks, Dan. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see uh, what he decides to do. Um, mediocre or better? Remember, mediocre. Yeah. All right, mediocre. Yeah. You guys just keep keep tra- tailing him regardless and, and uh, praising him when 
when the real genius is, is in your midst and you're not even noticing. I, I anyhow, appreciate all my fans. <laughs> you do have a lot of fans. That's true. Um, so make sure you go on our Slack channel and you can be Dan's fan too. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can be fans there. I'm Jeff Fox, writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Read our stuff on sportsgumbypodcast.com. Dan has been dabbling in NBA stuff. Uh, now that baseball's over, and I will have my UFC stuff up there as per usual. And you can read both of our MMA writing at mma-manifesto.com. Um, did I give all, get all the plugs, Dan? I think that's it, right? I think you got it. All right. Until Wednesday, I will be Juicy J, Jeff Fox, and he will be Daniel the Shits Vreeland. And we'll talk to you then. Bye.